That's a lovely lift off. That's not bad at all. Everything's looking great. Sky's getting lighter. Okay. 30 seconds. Looks good. Roll Excellent. start plate. Move. The hell was that? Everyone knows the success story of Apollo 11. And everyone knows the harrowing story of the crew of Apollo 13 because that too was made into a Hollywood blockbuster film and it starred Tom Hanks. But what about the mission in between there? Who remembers the mission and crew of Apollo 12? Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. Just 36 seconds after liftoff, a bolt of lightning shot out like a, well, like a rocket, excusing the pun, from the gray clouds that covered the launch site, striking the Saturn V as it climbed towards space. This day in weather history. So Apollo 11 makes the history books and into the movies by being the first to land men on the moon. Apollo 13 makes history and a movie by almost being lost in space. So I guess Apollo 12 was just so routine that it was somehow insignificant? Apollo 12 blasted off from Cape Canaveral carrying NASA astronauts Charles Pete Conrad, Alan Bean, and Richard Dick Gordon on the second human mission to the moon. These men deserve to be remembered and revered for battling the weather and winning. The prize? Their lives. Thankfully, the Saturn V booster itself was largely unaffected by the lightning strike, but the ship, with her crew, continued toward orbit. And this is where things started to go wrong. The intense discharge of electricity had a crippling impact on the electronics of the Apollo 12 spacecraft perched atop the rocket. This is the actual spaceship that makes the full round trip. They kind of need their electronics online at all times. That was simply just not the case here now. According to actual NASA historic files, the lightning bolt knocked out several systems on the Apollo 12 command module. Its fuel cells disconnected from the Saturn V's power, a number of external sensors were lost, and power failed to the system that interprets and reports the spacecraft's sensor data to the crew and mission control. Let me explain something. Without these systems, data from the spacecraft's sensors that had not been damaged were now not being properly relayed to mission control and that in turn made it impossible for mission control to tell the crew now currently flying in space how to fix their issues. They were essentially flying blind. How did this happen? How in the world did a storm cloud jacked with that much energy get missed? And how was a spaceship bound for the moon allowed to take off in that kind of weather? Records show that the weather forecast for Cape Canaveral, eight hours out from launch, showed no indication of storms or lightning in the vicinity, but it did show that a weather front had stalled out over the area. Now, we all know from watching the weather network that stalled fronts are like cars stuck in traffic and the car is still in drive. It has energy, torque, and building momentum. While this counterclockwise spinning vorticity spun in place, winds blowing onshore would now start to collide with it, resulting in convergence, and that will produce tall storm clouds because the warm, humid air from the Gulf was forced to rise. And that hot, moist air collides with the ceiling, 
where the atmosphere at the top of the cloud suddenly becomes a lot less dense and much colder, it billows and instability increases. Then, with just three hours to go before launch, a NASA public affairs officer reported, and I quote, We appear to have a pretty good rainstorm going on in the vicinity of the launch pad at this time. However, it is not interfering with any of our operations in the count. The weather forecast is still go for launch as far as our 11.22 a.m. Eastern Standard Time T0 is concerned. The thing that we have learned in the time since that moment is that any storm nearby is a bad storm nearby. Even if the storm had moved on and away from the launch site, there should have still been a concern. Rockets can generate a significant static charge as they fly through the air at their impossible speed. So even if the nearby low was not building to a point of thunder and lightning, the Saturn V on its own with its intense exhaust plume can still provide a cloud with a shortcut for any buildup charge to follow. The rocket itself, just by tearing through a cloud deck on its way through the Earth's atmosphere, can cause its own lightning. Good thing is that it was not for our Apollo 12 astronauts because they made it to the moon and they made it back. But they had the most frightening start to their mission that launched on November 14th of 1969, this day in weather history. Tomorrow is November 15th and we are looking at the story behind a tropical cyclone that resulted in one of the worst natural disasters in Bangladesh. This will tell the story of the extremely severe cyclonic storm Cedar that, on November 15th of 2007, went on to devastate tomorrow on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.